0: It's Live in the Bream with host of Fox News at Night, Shannon Bream.
1: All right, gang, we have a special treat for you on this week's Live in the Bream. We are going to talk to a real life cowboy, his psychologist wife, about this new book that they have written together. And it is going to stir up some controversy. It's going to stir up some thought-provoking conversations. And they, you know, have written this together as a guide to relationships and, and uh, their advice on making things work uh, in our current society with all kinds of, you know, discussions about gender roles and all kinds of other things. So uh, the book is out now. It's called Real Men Are Cowboys and Women Love Them by Don Bendel and Dr. Janet Bendel. Welcome to you
2: both. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon.
1: Okay, you guys have all kinds of, Don, our paths crossed years ago. You have all kinds of amazing stories from your background in the military and martial arts. You're a best-selling author. And you guys found each other later in life. And from what I recall, when you met, it was instant fireworks. How did you two end up together?
2: It was, I was never gonna marry again. And I was just gonna date and have grandkids over for sleepovers with grandpa at my ranch you know, on weekends, and I was content with that, and just date when I felt like it, and I was just going to date three or four women, and... Uh,
1: three or I, four at the same time, Don.
2: He does uh, everything big. Yeah, and, and we met, <laughs> I was 70 years old, I'm 73 now, and I was 73, and she was... <clears throat> and and uh, we met... Uh, in Colorado Springs for our first date, which lasted five and a half hours. And I Mm -hmm. was in love again, per sight.
1: Well, and and it sounds like for you as well, you talk about how um, you were very content, kind of solo, had been single for a long time, and you were not gonna settle for somebody that wasn't the right man for you. And then you came to find um, Don, he was the right mix for you and you talk about this you the two of you in your book about what it is to be a real man because we have these conversations about toxic masculinity and that that's a topic that we've talked about on the podcast before too that that men are seen as overbearing dysfunctional sexually compulsive intimidating all the things you outline in your book and you say you guys partially wrote this book to make sure that that's what people don't associate with manhood Janet
3: well, that's right. And uh, so many men are being blamed for not being more like women. And frankly, I want my man to be different from me. Um, you know, masculine and feminine, that's what creates chemistry, and that's what happened with Don and, Don and me. During our first date, we had fireworks because although we were different, we also had enough common values and interests and goals that it just created sparks.
2: We, it started off with the fact that we were both uh, Christians and we were both conservatives. And we were both former Army captains, so we were both control freaks. And, Elf, <laughs> Elf and Elf, Elf. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sometimes two control freaks doesn't work out so well. But you guys had enough common ground. But when you talk about the masculine and the feminine and that creating... Chemistry, I know from reading the book, you're not saying strictly male and female. You're saying men and women can have masculine and feminine characteristics. We all have a mix of those things, and it's finding the right mix that works. But what do you make of the conversation that there are traditional roles for men and women? And, you know, if you say that, it tends to be controversial for some people because they think, listen, it's 2020, everything has changed. There really are no rules for making relationships work.
3: Yeah, I I agree with that, but on the other hand, almost every woman I have ever spoken to does not want a man who is overly feminine in his behavior. And what I'm talking about is frail or dependent or um, somebody who, uh, you know, is flaky or giddy. Uh, A woman wants somebody who's dignified and courageous and And so, and those characteristics, both men can have those, and those are what I call virtues. Um, Those are gender-neutral traits that both men and women can have. Um, But men and women are turned off by excessively masculine, the anger, the violence, the mean, or excessively feminine, the flaky, the silly, the fake. And uh, so everybody wants to be more in the middle uh, in order to admire, appreciate, respect, and love. That's how love gets sparked when you have someone who actually has qualities
1: that, uh, that you admire. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run? Take a nap? Read a book? Show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash bream today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com bream.
1: And you talk about the character traits of somebody that is a good man as faith, decisiveness, integrity, fairness, courage, boldness, trustworthiness, leadership, respect, accountability, strength, dignity, and happiness. And you talk about those things in the book, but you say it's a bonus to have humor as well. And I will say, I, I do think humor goes a long way. My husband, though, does not always think I'm funny. I try. <laughs> we have different senses of humor. But that's always nice when that My connects, to My doesn't always think I'm funny, but I'll tell
3: you what. Don is very funny, and he just carries that with him from the minute he wakes up to the minute he goes to bed. He's funny. He's humorous, and he's in good optimistic spirits. And how, how wonderful it is for me to be with someone who is so uh, nice to be around. So uh, it's there's a lot of pleasure there, and he creates a lot of happiness. Don is very, very funny.
1: Well, well, and Don, you talk about your Code of the West as well, about the way that men should treat women, about anger management, about the way to be uh, a man in today's society.
2: Well, I, I came up with uh, uh, the Code of the West for myself years ago. And, uh, in fact, let me, let me uh, read it to you. Cowboys should treat women like ladies, period. Cowboys fight fair. They fight only when they have to, and when they do have to fight, they win, period. <laughs> you know exactly where you stand with a cowboy. There are no gray areas, only black and white, but not when it comes to skin color. A cowboy is only as good as his word. A cowboy protects his family, spread, and community. A cowboy will fight for and take care of orphans, widows, and those who are oppressed. A cowboy will go out of his way to avoid a fight and is always willing to share his grub, campfire, and water. A cowboy believes in his God and he believes in America and will fight and die to protect either.
3: How can you not love a man who believes in those things and follows it up with solid, real, concrete behavior?
1: Well, let me ask you to those who would hear that and say, you know, they have a critical view of that, that women are weak, that they need to be protected, that they need someone to save them, that they're the flaky, silly ones. How do you respond to people who would read this book that way?
2: Well, Shannon, it's just... We have no control over that. One of the greatest gifts God gives us is the freedom to choose. And some people choose to be naive. And <laughs> I can only think the way I think. And,
3: and we're not putting anybody down. We're no. talking about what works for us. And I say in the book, excessively feminine traits and excessively masculine traits are like eating too much cake or drinking too much whiskey, they're going to make you sick in the end. And uh, so we're just contrasting that toxic masculinity is excessive masculine traits that people use a lot. And some women use excessively masculine traits in their behavior, and some men use excessively feminine But the strengths that men and women have, judiciousness, caring, nurturing, diplomacy, all of those uh, strengths that are um, sometimes considered to be masculine, sometimes considered to be feminine, but also the totally gender-neutral traits of respect and trustworthiness, any man or woman can do that. But we wanted to focus on men because we feel that men are getting a bad rap right now. And a lot of men have become wimpy because they're afraid to really assert themselves. Men are uniquely physiologically created with testosterone and other characteristics and traits and chemistry that make them protective And providers and we should encourage that and that doesn't mean we're taking anything away from anything that anybody else wants to do hey be creative with your own life but we're saying that a lot of men want to have traditional values and behavior and that's fine too let's celebrate that along with all the other diversity
1: one of yeah, and you, great- you talk about the idea of controlling your emotions as well, that all of us, you know, male, female, um, you know, you've got to think about how your emotions impact other people. Uh, and that's one of the criticisms that we hear with toxic masculinity, with, you know, anger or rage or, um, you know, bullying, those kinds of things. So talk about that, this issue of controlling your emotions.
2: Well, Shannon, as you know, I spent 53 years in the martial arts, most of that teaching and I've spent countless hours teaching women and girls, uh, and and boys, uh, how to fight against uh, sexual assault, against domestic abusers, uh, against those who violate the boundaries of ethical behavior that are in positions of trust, uh, whether it's clergy or whether it's teachers or neighbors or. Or relatives who take advantage of their position in a position of trust with a child. Uh, you know, I, I'm very passionate about those things. Teaching people how to be assertive, how to stand up and, and be victors, not victims. And, uh, you know, you learn in the martial arts, if you're a serious student, which I still am after 53 years, you learn how to control your emotions. Black belts cannot afford to get in a fight because somebody starts calling them names, nor can professional boxers or mixed martial artists. You go to jail. It's like attacking somebody with a gun uh, needlessly. So you learn to control your emotions. You have to. And in civilized society, we need to learn to stick to societal mores of civilized behavior and realize there's consequences, which a lot of young people have not learned these days. Uh, there's consequences for our actions, and if you're going to disagree, it's like I've, my little joke a little while ago about politics. I, you know, I have children that are that are uh, opposite from me politically. I have six children, and some of them are, in a, you know, believe in a different party than I do. I don't love them any less. My older sister that used to change my diapers is a liberal and I'm a conservative. And we teased each other for years, but I love her. She was like my second mother growing up. You know, in this nation, we need to realize that we're Americans and we're humans and we're children under God. And we need to spend more time loving each other and less time being angry at each other.
1: I think that's great advice across the spectrum part of
3: self-discipline, and uh, we call it self-regulation, and uh, decisions have consequences. The choices you make today are setting you on a pathway for the future, and you can either make choices that create more stress, like if something happens that you're not happy about, you can choose to overeat, overdrink, get into arguments with people. But that's going to put your system on overload. Or you can make good choices like Dawn does and eat well and um, not drink and exercise every single day and uh, be of service to people in the community. And what you do is create a whole system uh, that builds on itself and it becomes wellness and health and satisfaction and happiness. And so our choices do have consequences, and it's important decisiveness is one of the virtues that we talk about. So um, that's one of the things that I think is important. Also, integrity. Everybody has a gap between their ideal self and their actual self. What we want to do is fill in that gap with the authentic self, with the real self. I have a little saying, before you can be all you can be, you have to be yourself. And we want to fill that with the right stuff, with healthy stuff, with the kinds of things that are going to
2: create rather than destroy. The, the other important thing, I think, about this book, Shannon, as you know, is is a, a memoir. And, and then Janet comments as a doctor of social psychology on the aspects of, of uh, the behavior of men from that point of view but in the memoir I don't just I've talked about a lot of the bad decisions I made over the years you know I as you also know I've been uh, recovering sober alcoholic for 51 years and been involved in 12-step programs which I highly recommend for everybody even if you don't have a drinking or drug problem they're just great programs and, and they're free such as Al-Anon and, and AA and NA and so on. And I just highly recommend them, and, and I uh, just have very strong feelings about things like that. And and I talk about uh, I had a very nasty childhood, and, and uh, I've been married a number of times. Janet is number 25 or 26. <laughs>
3: You've lost count. She's number, number five. <laughs> number five, and...
2: And you, of course, uh, you know I lost uh, my wife Shirley of 33 years, and and you and some of your coworkers prayed for her when she was fighting against leukemia, and uh, you and your husband sent the most beautiful flower arrangement to her funeral of anybody. But uh, you know, it's it's like the title of your book, you know, finding the bright side. You gotta you gotta just keep. Uh, putting one foot in front of the other no matter what's thrown at you in life. I talk about a fight over my three children from my first marriage and a nasty divorce. And uh, I talk about the mistakes I've made in life too, not uh, just the successes that I've had because success in life is a series of failures piled on top of each other.
1: Yeah. And you all talk about it's, yeah, I think it's important to be vulnerable and honest about where we've gotten things right or wrong and where we've tried to make things right. And you talk about in the book too, that you can take action and change your life or change your path. If you don't feel good about where you are in relationships or life or career or anything else. And that's an encouraging message that we all, you know, need to hear. I think that there are ways to improve ourselves and to break bad habits and to try to move in in a positive direction moving forward. The book is Real Men Are Cowboys and Women Love Them. Don Bendell and Dr. Janet Bendell write this together, um, series of stories and clinical advice and all kinds of things, and it is out now. Thank you guys for stopping in on Live in the Bream. It's great to have you.
2: Thank you so much, Shannon. Thanks, Shannon, and keep your show going. We love it. I'll
1: see you tonight. God bless you guys.